Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hey guys, welcome back to the Genius of Copywriting Podcast. I've got a really interesting uh, guy on the call today. He's a a copywriter who um, I've been following for uh, some time and he's uh, definitely got the the chops that I want you guys to hear about today. So, Everett Farnell, welcome to the call. Thanks for coming on. Oh, Brian, I appreciate you having me on. It's, uh, It's always a pleasure. Um, you know, you say I got the chops, but, uh, but you're, you, you're, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I appreciate you, uh, following me and paying attention to me. I too have been following your stuff for a while and I'm, I, uh, I really love it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, um, and I, we were talking just, uh, before we, uh, hit record about a couple of our, our mutual friends and, and, uh, in the business. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear some of the, uh, uh, stories that you've got about, uh, about guys like, uh, Guys like Dan Kennedy, who said you're uh, 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 a really good, uh, was a highly uh, competent um, direct response I copywriter. Direct response copywriter. When uh, when I saw that, and unless anybody asked, I did not pay Dan to write that new book because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's not impossible. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean he he uh, Dan's always been wonderful. He's always been very kind to me, and of course I was a good customer of his for you know for a good mm. while or uh, before Bill sold the business. Um, but, uh, but he's always been very kind. He's, he's, uh, and he, you know, despite all that grumpy old man shit that he likes to put on, the, <laughs> he really does. He really does care about the people who, uh, his, his students and his, uh, his people who, who work and try to do it. Yeah. Right. So we're just hanging around and, you know, he doesn't, you know, whatever, but the people actually giving it a shot and really learning and, and improving, he, he really does care about him. He wants to see them succeed. Mm, mm, that's the hallmarks of a really good teacher. So how did you get started in, in copywriting and go from there to a position where you're getting praised from uh, the man himself, Dan Kennedy? How, how did you, how did you go, you go along that journey? Well, um, I, uh, I had a, a well, I, I started as a salesperson, you know, over the kitchen that's, that's table. That's a damn good selling, start. Yeah. Yeah. Selling contracting, uh, contracting services. I owned a business and, um, we used to, we owned an animal remediation business, me and a business partner of mine, um, a business I just recently kind of got back into because, uh, uh, in recessionary times, those, the people in that business have no idea how to market. So it's a, it's a great opportunity yeah. to grow a, a, another business in that market. But anyway, that's, that's a different story. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I was in this business and we're trying to generate leads and we're trying to generate sales and, uh, um, I, uh, I had seen Dan six, seven years before that at a success event that a guy who I worked for took me to. Um, and you know, he had his whole plumber bill, whatever story and the, you know, the, yeah, I know the speech very well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so anyway, then when it came back around, I had a, it, the, the, it's, it, it was kind of funny. I had a, <laughs> I had a friend who was an attorney. He was, I wasn't a client. He was just a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, we both had an interest in martial arts and he was, had done some work for Matt Fury here in Tampa. I, and I'm not in Tampa, I'm in Ocala, but you know, in Florida here. Um, so AJ tells me, you got to go to this Matt Fury seminar. And then, so I, I say, okay, I'll go to the Matt Fury seminar. Then 
Um, while I'm waiting to go to the Matt Fury seminar, I start looking up Matt Fury and I'm scrolling through, you know, his website and I see a picture of him presenting at Dan Kennedy's Platinum Group. And I said, hey, Dan Kennedy, I remember that guy. That's the guy I saw at the success event years mm. ago. And then uh, at some point, this was right around the time when Jeff Paul was doing an infomercial. So uh, I Googled Jeff Paul and of course, JPDK, you know, the whole Jeff Paul yeah. DK model, info business model. So I said to myself, hmm, maybe I should go to the, maybe I should not only learn, like I still went to the Matt Fury seminar and Matt's been a great friend and a mentor to me for many, many years. But I thought to myself, maybe I should also learn from this guy who I saw at the event and who now the other people who are doing great stuff, are, you know, learn from him. So I, I signed up with, uh, uh, with GKIC. At the time, it was GKIC, which, of course, Glazier Kennedy, uh, Bill was involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I started to learn how to write copy. I mean, I just started, uh, I got the books and started reading the ultimate marketing plan, the ultimate sales letter, and uh, just started figuring out how to write copy. And so I, I wrote a, a five-page letter for referrals. We were looking for referrals from, uh, 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 referrals from, uh, 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 from Trapper. So what we did, we would go into a house that had an animal in the attic and we would clean and disinfect and repair all the damage that the animal did. That, that, was, that was our niche business. It's a very high margin business, but it, it, the marketing expense is extreme because you have to, you know, finding yeah. these houses, literally the only way is a shotgun approach. You know, just wide, you know, wide broadcast, newspaper, direct mail over large swaths of areas, because there's no way to, to, you know, I mean, you can get higher percentages, but, animal, you know, if, if people in neighborhood X are getting animals in their attic, it's more likely that other houses in that neighborhood, but there's really no way to get a exact list. So one of the things that we said is if we can get nuisance wildlife trappers to refer their business, you know, when they get a call about an animal in the attic, they refer that to us. That's a good mm. for us to uh, to, to do something. So now I, I, I also left, I shouldn't let, leave Trevor Crook out because Trevor has been instrumental <laughs> also in my uh, uh, yeah. uh, development as a copywriter. Um, but uh, so anyway, um, uh, uh, where was I? Oh, so I say, okay, well, let's, let's put together a, a program. So I go to my business partner. I said, look, you know, I, I will, uh, for fear of offending somebody, I will not use the exact term that I use, but <laughs> I, uh, I said, look, man, you know, let's, you know, let's, uh, uh, let's do this. Do we want to do this? Yes, we want to do it. Okay. Let's do it for real. Okay. What do you mean? Well, let's, uh, let's have a contest, a one year long contest. And the trapper who reverses the most closed jobs will buy him a truck, a brand new pickup truck. No, wow. you know, not, not used, not hmm. any BS, just a brand new pickup truck will buy it for him. And uh, his eyes kind of got big. And I said, man, we're talking about a year. You know, at the time, this is several years ago, I said, we can get a, you know, you can get a, 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 I forget the term that they use, but basically it's a work truck, right? You can get a work truck. Um, You can get one for about a brand new one for about a fleet vehicle. You get a fleet vehicle stripped down, you know, for about $15,000. I said, no, I mean, that's like, really, you don't think that we can, if we, if we offer a truck, we can get 15 more closed jobs and take a thousand dollars per job and put it towards the Hmm. truck. He said, no, we can do that for sure. So once we broke down the numbers, so I wrote a five-page sales letter and uh, we mailed it out to every nuisance wildlife trapper in the state. And in the next six weeks, no, I'm sorry, the next four weeks, we booked enough extra business to put $100,000 in profits in our pocket 
Now we were doing insurance work. So it took about six weeks longer than the four weeks to actually get all the jobs done and collect. But still plenty of time to buy the truck. Exactly. Exactly. Plenty of time to buy the truck. And, uh, and we, we closed about, a, like I said, we, we made in profit clear an extra hundred thousand um, dollars in the business we booked in those first 30 days. And at that point I was hooked. I was like, wow, this is, you know, this, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. How in the hell did this happen? You know? And, uh, and that was it. I mean, that, that covered several years of development, but that's basically the Reader's Digest version about the, uh, you know, about how, uh, uh, how, we, how I got into the, the, how I got into copywriting. And for years, I, wrote, I just wrote copy for my own stuff. And mm. uh, eventually I kind of, you know, people started asking me if I'd write for their business and write it and one thing led to another. And I ended up morphing into a, uh, to a freelancer. That's actually really similar to what happened to me. You know, I was, I was selling a lot of uh, info products on eBay back in the day. This is when I got started in, in the business in about to 2003. And, uh, you know, the info product buys for small businesses here in Australia. And, you know, they, they just started asking me, you know, they saw that I was doing so well on eBay, they wanted me to write their, their eBay stuff as well and, and different sales letters. So it happened for me a very similar way. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's whether it's better to say I want to be a copywriter and then go out and get trained as a copywriter, or whether it's better just to kind of do it for yourself and stub your toe mm. and make you know fall over yeah, stuff yeah. and eventually start working for other people. I, I don't know which <laughs> which path is better. I mean, I have uh, you know, I mean, I have people I've broken into the business over the years who wanted to be a copywriter and uh, are making way more money than I'm making working with you know with. with <laughs> Of course, they work a lot harder than I work. You know, I, yeah, I have yeah. very bad, uh, very bad case of the drag ass most days. So uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, as mo nearly as motivated as I should be. I'm more motivated to, you know, at this point, I, you know, I've, I've uh, started lifting again and losing weight. And so I'm more motivated to do that. I'm more motivated to hang out with my kids. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that motivates me more than sitting down at the computer and writing copy. But uh uh, but it it allows me the freedom to do all that other stuff. So it's, uh, you know, it's a great gig. Yeah, I think one of the um, best ways to get started uh, in the game is another thing that you and I have in common is the sales. You came, you came from a position of sales and, that, and that's that's really um, what, what copywriting is, uh, as uh, just about everyone who's listening to this would know, you know, salesmanship in print, as they say. So um, that's one thing that really gives you a, the ability to write copy for your own business or for or for clients either way for anything else yeah and and uh it's um it's great if, it's great if you're if you're writing copy for something that you've sold or something that you sold similarly so i love when i get a gig and, and unfortunately there's not enough bricks and mortar businesses not enough contractors who really understand the power of you yeah. know what what copy can yeah. do for what a well-constructed piece of marketing material can do for him. But the one, but I love it when I come across one who does, because number one, it's just, it's so easy to write because that's where my background yeah. selling contracting services. Yeah. And, uh, and number two, because it's, um, uh, it, it's also easy because everybody else who they're going to, you know, when you're writing something, say in the financial niche or the health niche, you really got to be tight. You got to be on your game because that market is so sophisticated. But when you're writing something for, uh, you know, for PT, you know, PT heating and air conditioning, yeah. and 
nobody else in Pete's marketplace has any kind of marketing that's worth a damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, you and I kind of wake up, wipe the sleep out of our eyes, spend a couple hours typing something out for Pete, send it to the printer and Pete's sales double overnight, you mm. know, mm. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And one of the cool things, one of the things I like most is, and I know this sounds kind of schmaltzy, but it's, it's the truth. Um, it's, it's cool because, you know, old Pete there who had to, you know, who had the heating and air conditioning company, when I doubled his sales, you completely changed his life. Completely mm. changed. Now, depending on what's going on between his ears, he might run his car into a brick wall, you know, <laughs> like you could, <laughs> but, but you have given him the opportunity to really make a substantial difference for in his life and his family's life and his employee's life and, and all that stuff. Um, so hopefully he doesn't self-destruct. Sometimes that happens too, but yeah 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 that's certainly true you know um uh i mean you often get uh, a lot more kudos when you when you write for somebody like um uh, uh like like a like an ad skills or or or, or a client on that level to when you're just writing for um uh, a much smaller client you know an extra five thousand dollars in their in their pocket is a lot of money yeah yeah yeah, you mentioned ad skills. We uh, we were talking about Justin. I love Justin. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So what you know? I mean, what? Uh, 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 where do we want to go? We uh, you asked me to tell some uh, uh, some Dan stories. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. We're Dan so, addicts over here. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I get a uh, I get a call from Vicky one day. Now this is after I was out of the animal remediation business. I get a call from Vicky one day. And uh, she says, um, uh, she says, uh, would you mind if Dan gives a client of his your telephone number or your email address because he's having some problems with uh, with bats in his attic and he'd like to talk to somebody about it. Well, I mean, you know, Dan needs something. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, no all right. Whatever. Um, and uh, so. It turns out to be Chris Cardell. I don't know if you know who Chris is. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's he's uh, uh he's in Europe, he's England, and he he does basically what Dan does in America. He does in, in Europe. Mm. And uh, so uh, here's the thing, though. In England, it's uh, you're not allowed to mess with bats at all. Like if they're in your house, you just got to leave them there. Now that's oh, terrible. you got to leave them there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to leave them there. But but that's terrible because it causes all kinds of health hazards. It, I mean, it legitimately causes all kinds of health hazards for people. Now, I understand you don't want to kill bats. You don't want to hurt bats because they're wonderful. They're necessary in the environment. They do all kinds of good for the environment. But at yeah. the same time, you also, you know, they're also, they can cause, if they're living in the house with you, they can cause all kinds of health bats, histoplasmosis, mm. and, you know, the guano and the urine is toxic. Yeah. It's just not a good scene, right? So, um, but there's nobody in England, the entire country, who can touch these things. So I get an email from this guy. Uh, could I talk to you for a couple of minutes and just find out what to do? Sure. So we get on the phone, you know, we talk for, uh, uh, I don't know, about a half hour or something. He calls me, we talk for about a half hour. I give him, you know, I'll, I, I, and then I email him a, a list of everything that he's probably going to need to get the job done. And I get an email back. Hey, uh, do you know anybody who would be interested in an all expense trade trip to, uh, to England, um, to handle this problem for me? And, uh, uh, you know, and then he offered a, a big fat fee on top of the all expense paid trip to England. And I, uh, I said, yeah, I might know somebody <laughs> like me. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. 
uh, you know, so we booked everything. I went and got my passport updated and, and uh, I went over to England. It, it must have cost him all in my fee and air flights and everything else. It must have cost him, I don't know, 10, 12 grand. Um, and I went over there and ended up working at the house for two days. And then uh, I, I actually ended up cutting the trip short because um, uh, just I'm not a sightseeing kind of guy. I'm not a traveling kind of guy. I'd rather be. Mm. So I got the job done. The job was finished. So I, uh, uh, you know, so I split. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, but it, all expense paid. Airplane paid for. Hotel paid for. I, I stayed in the coolest little hotel over there. Uh, I, I assume you've probably done a lot of traveling. I have, uh, uh, you know, as an American, it's kind of. I I stayed in the hotel and realized this hotel's older than my country. That was really kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. But it was just, uh, you know, but it, it was, you know, it was just one of those, oh, I got a guy uh, kind of things. And, uh, uh, you know, so that kind of stuff is, uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, not much less in there as far as marketing, but it is kind of a fun story. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it would have cost him a lot more if Dan had gone over there. Uh, mm. First class flights and, and uh, well, you know, what's hotels funny and limos. At the, <laughs> at the next, uh, at the next uh, super conference, um, I came up to Dan and said hi to him and turns out he had a raccoon in the attic in his attic and uh I said well give me the word Dan and you know I'll I'll be up to Ohio take care of it for you and uh, so he he said on stage at that uh, at the super conference he said uh, you know if those if those idiots that I left in charge haven't don't have it taken care of then you can bet <laughs> <laughs> the, the big bald guy back there is going to be on a uh, on a plane up, <laughs> up to Ohio to get the out. He wouldn't even sleep in his room; he was sleeping down in his office. He said, yeah. in a, in a chair." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Dan is is one of the um, guys who I've studied right from the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. um, in uh, two thousand and four, I think it's in two thousand and. Four, I think it was. I I ordered his his mother of all offers, which was like uh, every single product that, that he had at the time. And yeah. uh, um, you know, when I was finding out how much it would, uh, how long it would take to ship to Australia, I said, no, I don't want to wait three months for this thing to come on a, come on a boat. You know, just send it by a plane. I don't care how much it costs. It costs about uh, four hundred Australian dollars to. Um, to uh, get it sent over, and it's three like, big boxes of, of all these. Uh, um, were, he was he had upgraded to CDs and DVDs at, at that time, so it wasn't all the <laughs> the VHS and, and and cassette tapes and everything. So um, there there was that at least, but so it wasn't too big. But uh, um, you know, I'd, I'd bought entire courses for less than what the shipping cost on that thing. But I, but I wanted to have all those, all those old DVDs and CDs of all his old super conferences and uh, his copywriting courses and his public speaking course and his consultancy course. And, and I had all that stuff. Yeah. I, I got all of it still, you know, I, it's a lot of it's packed away, but you know, I, I still break out. So I still break out some of this stuff and it's, I mean, it's, you know, from 15 years ago and the stuff is, is still gold, you know, mm. the, uh, it's just amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, What's something that you've learned from him that, that you've really applied in your career, which is probably a lot of things, but uh, what's something that comes to mind? Um, that I've applied for clients or that I've applied in, for my own oh, writing career? Well, either one. Yeah. Either one. Uh, well, the, the, 
as far as my own copywriting career, probably the, the brass balls factor is probably the, the best, uh, you know, if you're familiar with that. Uh, mm, that yeah. Um, other than that, as far as what I've learned from him for clients, uh, my favorite program that he ever pulled, put out was the uh, influential writing program, which yeah, is not, yeah. a, it's not a straight copy program. It's not just straight copyright. It's, uh, it's more about writing over an extended period of time and installment mm. in order to uh, create fascination with your, uh, uh, with your clients. And yeah. Your customers yeah. Prospect. Um, and uh, I but think it really meshes in with copywriting too. Oh yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, uh, but it, it's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, it, it goes just like this and what it does when done properly, it makes the copywriting, you know, 10 times, 12 times more powerful because mm. you create such a fascination and such a trust with the marketplace. But now when you put yeah. them off, they're much more apt to take it. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one of the other things that I was thinking of is, uh, um, your a referral campaign for the truck. Yeah, that is exactly the kind of campaign that, that I expect to learn from Dan for, for somebody working with a local business. Yeah, um, and it uh, um, uh, reminds me to ask you when you saw him at the, the success event, you know, he always pitched the uh, uh, magnetic marketing pack. Um, did, you, did you buy the, the course at that event that you saw him? I did not. No, I did not buy it. I, uh, I enjoyed the speech, but I did not buy it. Uh, <laughs> one, and I, I was there with a guy I was working for at the time. And this was, uh, I was probably in my early mid twenties at the time. And yeah. I was somebody else, right? So I had a job, it was a sales job, but I was working for somebody else. Mm. And I had not quite made the shift in my mind from being an employee mm. into being, you know, I, I had, I, I had gotten the idea that, that I don't want to work for a salary. I want to, you know, I want to yeah. kill what I, right. I want to eat what I kill because if, if I'm getting a percentage of the money that I'm bringing in the door, then you have no control over me. Right. Mm. So I had gotten that yeah. one, but I hadn't quite gotten to the, to the, uh, okay, now we're going to take the extra leap and become a full entrepreneurial and invest in myself. And so I, I hadn't quite gotten to that place yet. Um, so no, I did not buy the course, but, uh, but I, yeah. I had, had I, I probably, you know, I'd, I'd have been five years ahead of where, you know, where I am. So. Yeah. 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 And he was so good at, at selling it as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, every time I listen to a different version of the uh, speech, uh, you can hear, you'd see how much of a good salesperson he was every, every presentation that he does, you know, yeah. um, uh, it's just like, it seems like a, a natural, uh, uh, course of events that you that you want to buy whatever he's pitching so it's one of those one of those people yeah and and as the years went on it, funny enough is that uh it, this goes back to the influential writing thing i was talking about it got to the point with me where um i didn't really even need the pitch right mm. you know this was here's the new product here's how much it costs uh yeah. you know oc vicky at the back table and there i was yeah. trying first or second in line um, you know, now, now say what you will about that as far as, uh, you know, seminar junkie or just buying a bunch of stuff or, but Dan's stuff never stayed wrapped. I, I to this day, mm. I still wrapped from people I bought and I got home and I was like, oh, I'll listen to that eventually. Um, and, uh, but Dan's stuff never stayed wrapped. Dan's stuff always got consumed. Dan's stuff, you know, now the people whose stuff is still wrapped, I never bought from them again. 
but damn yeah, stuff yeah. I consumed. It always got listened to. It always, now, part of that is because of the quality. The other part of that is because of the relationship that he had built up with his, his audience, me being one of them, right? So, uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it almost feels like, <coughs> pardon me, it, uh, it almost feels like um, if you don't consume the stuff, then you're almost disappointing. Uh, you know, you're almost mm. disappointed. Now, uh, you might say, well, that's awful manipulative on his part. Well, yes, it is. But I would argue with you, it's also, it was good for me, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, it, it taught me a lot about how to get sales and about how to leverage my sales ability. But, you know, Tom Hopkins and Zig Ziglar taught me how to how to get somebody to give me money. Dan Kennedy mm. to get lots of people to give me their money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's uh, uh, without all the manual labor. And, and that's, yeah. uh, that's a powerful skill to have and, and uh, you know, one that, uh, one that people should be fostering. You and I over here uh, selling Dan stuff, right? <laughs> Everybody's yeah, got to run off. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I was just thinking about going to his website now and seeing yeah. what he's got for stuff. <laughs> or diving back into my, my old stuff, or my old Dan stuff, which I've got uh, somewhere around here, you know. Um, all those old uh, those Dan products that I had, you know, when I moved out of Australia, um, uh, you know, I, I, I made copies of the CDs and DVDs you know, onto my computer. Then I, I sold all the stuff um, uh, to uh, one of my friends who's a marketer in, in Australia as well, Ben Simkin. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's one of the biggest Facebook marketers in Australia, but um, but I, I I didn't really know him at the time, but uh, but uh, I posted on Facebook, you know, I'm moving out of Australia, and I, I don't, uh, you know, the last thing that I wanted to do was uh, um, bring all that that Dan stuff and throw it in the trash or anything, you know, it's far yeah, too yeah. valuable for that. But my new um, digital nomad lifestyle didn't. Uh, uh, well, it wasn't suitable for lugging around, the, you know, the huge bookshelf of stuff that I'd had built up to that point. So, you know, I've got the house here in Burma now. I wish, I wish I had all that stuff. I've got plenty of room <laughs> to store it long term. And, and uh, you know, we'll have this house for the rest of our lives. But, uh, but back then, um, you know, I, I wanted to, to travel light. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I got rid of all my books as well. So, um, so that's what happened there. I actually wish I had, wish I still had, uh, the hard copies of that stuff because you know I, did, I didn't want to scan all the manuals so I had to send him all the manuals it's too much scanning for me but uh, uh, you know you, you know it's interesting uh, you yeah. talked about how valuable his stuff was um, one of the things that for good or for bad one of the things I learned uh, from Dan and then in, in which was supported by my own observation is that the average person is um, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't remember whether we're on the recording or not, but I mentioned that I have a, you know, that I, that I am ultimately pretty lazy, a pretty lazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but the average person is not only lazy, but completely contemptuous about the idea of learning anything to improve their life. Hmm. So I used to, I used to laugh because when I was getting out of my truck, you know, in my car or whatever I was driving at the time, I would make sure that, you know, I, I'd grab my iPhone, I'd grab my, uh, you know, whatever else, if I had any, you know, if I had something, any value, I'd make sure it was tucked under the seat. 
but I never gave any a second thought to the to the Dan Kennedy program. It could be a five thousand dollar program sitting on my chair, you know, sitting on the seat inside the car, and I would just go, eh, nobody's going to mess with that because they're too damn stupid to understand it. You know, if if the if the Dan Kennedy programs here, the iPhones here, and you're going to take one of them, everybody take the iPhone where the, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> the program that's the valuable thing, right? Yeah, yeah. One they should be grabbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had the stereo taken from my car in a shopping mall car park uh, uh, one day, and um, you know, I had a bunch of uh, of uh, I don't know if it was Dan CDs or some some similar info products on uh, right out on the dashboard. Uh, they, they took the stereo, and I, but I, I'm, I don't care about that. I'm just glad that they, yeah, right. that they left, that they left the important stuff. Yeah. The, 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 I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about the stereo. I could buy another stereo for a hundred bucks. Well, you don't even buy a new stereo. You, uh, you know, you send an email to the, you send an email to the, uh, to the herd, and they send you in some money. And exactly, the herd buys your stereo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, I know this has kind of been the Dan Kennedy show, but, uh, but, yeah. but the reason I, I, reason I asked you on here is because of your uh, great insights and great experience in copywriting. So. Um, uh, I wanted to make sure that that was very clear that uh, that, uh, that that you've been very successful and what what you sh what you shared on here uh, with us today has been very valuable um, uh, as well. You know, just the idea about the contest with the pickup truck uh, uh, is is anything something that any any uh, anyone could do with small businesses and sure. and uh, make a good buck, especially in the times that, that we find ourselves in now. You know. Um, well, like and, and you know that that's uh, uh, I recently started a new project. Um, that's specifically designed for local businesses, although it's good for any business, but it specifically was, was created with the idea of helping local businesses get through this recession. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Burma, but there's basically, a, you know, in, in the U.S., yeah. uh, you know, we're in a massive recession. Um, even though people aren't quite feeling it yet on a mass scale, it's coming, right? And a lot mm. of people are, and a lot of small businesses have closed. And the thing that people don't realize is, you know, I tell people I never made any real appreciable money until 2008. Um, you know, it was during the Great Recession that I that I really started making any money. I mean, I did well for myself. I made a good living, but I never made like, uh, you know, any real money until until after the recession. So, uh, you know, how did that happen? Well, because uh, at my age, I'm almost 50 years old. Um, I've lived through looked it up, I think it's been six or seven recessions, but I've actually been doing business through, this will be the, uh, the fourth, fourth, yeah, the fourth recession that I'm actually in, you know, actually out yeah. doing stuff in, in the market with. And each recession, I learned a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more about how to deal with this stuff. And it's, you know, so there's, there's a real, uh, you know, there's a real need for uh, people understanding, changing their mindset about the recession and understanding that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity right now um, in the recession, but you have to do the work, right? So there's, it, it, the, the thing people don't realize is, uh, for example, it's like the Yellow Pages. People say, nobody uses the Yellow Pages anymore. Yes, lots of people use the Yellow Pages, and better yet, a lot of the people using the Yellow Pages are people that have money. They're all 60 mm. plus, and they have mm. some, you know, they have some scratch, they have some dough, and, now, there are less people using the Yellow Pages, but it's not nobody using the Yellow Pages. The people who are using the Yellow Pages, their net worth is higher than the average uh, the average consumer, 
and there's a lot less advertisers in the yellow pages. So if you can get a really good ad and put it in the yellow pages, you can do phenomenally well in the yellow pages still. Uh, now that is a die, you know, the, the clock is set on that, but there's still time to, you know, there's still time with it. And uh, you know, so, so along those lines, you've got to, you've got to be able to change your thought process about what the recession means. The recession does not mean that nobody's doing any business. The recession means that a lot of your competition are going out of business. And while the, uh, uh, while the, the available business is, is shrinking, right? So the, the marketplace is shrinking. The, the prospect pool is shrinking. The prospect per business is going up because there's more businesses going out of business than there are prospects shrinking. And if you're good, even, even a little good, especially if you're a local business, if, if you're even a little good at getting customers, mm. clients, and prospects, if you're even a little good at marketing, you're going to be able to get a larger share of that prospect pool. And uh, so it's, you know, it, it's, there's, there's a lot to be said still with, uh, uh, you know, with, this is a very exciting time for entrepreneurs, but people get all, people get their head all screwed up. Yeah, it sucks for employees. If you go to work nine to five, get a paycheck, your job's at risk. And if you get fired, trying to get hired somewhere else, you're going to be paid in the ass. But if you're an employee, but if you're an entrepreneur, this is an extraordinarily exciting time. You need to learn how to pivot. You need to learn how to create, to think creatively. You need to learn how to reframe the situation so that you're not gloom and doom all the time. But still, there's a lot of money to be made out in the world today. Yeah, yeah. And I know that uh, um, uh, what, what you've covered here today can be really helpful and you can help people um, to learn this sort of stuff. So how can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Uh, are you teaching any of this stuff anyway? Yeah, well, probably the best place right now is um, to go to recessionrescue.co. And that's, uh, that's the new project. Um, there's, a, uh, there's an email list to sign up on. There's no charge. There's nothing for sale there. Um, it's just, I, I mean, honestly, it's just me giving out information and building goodwill. Uh, obviously, I like to get projects. I like to work with people, consulting mm. gigs, you know, um, ongoing consulting or consulting days or half days or projects that we work on. So, I mean, you know, it, there, there is my own, to, to uh, paraphrase Ayn Rand, there is my own selfish interest in, in running, the, uh, running the site and running the email uh, list. But periodically, I send out emails with just just content, and mm. uh, I also post a portion of the emails to social media. But then you have to be on the email list to get the email only sections of the uh, of the yeah email. yeah. So, so um, recessionrescue.io.co. Yeah. yeah see sorry recessionrescue.co. Yeah yeah yeah. If you're listening on iTunes, um, I will post a link to that website on on this episode on geniusesofcopywriting.com. So go there and check that out, click through uh, recessionrescue.co. Um, I highly recommend going to that because uh, Everett knows his stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't have, have a million products to pitch you uh, every day. So it's gonna be real, real valuable content. Um, and as you've seen from, from this episode, you know, uh, really got some great insights into what it takes to, to make, especially if you're into a local business and, and stuff like that, but it's applicable to, to any industry. And it's also a very exciting time uh, uh, that we're finding ourselves in right now to actually uh, implement this stuff. So uh, recessionrescue.co. Yes, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that, Brian. And 
uh, it's been a pleasure. I mean, it's been nice to finally meet you. Like I said, I've been following your stuff for a long time, and it's uh, it's yeah. nice to finally get to talk. Same. With you. Same. So um, thanks again for sharing all that stuff. Like I said, it really has been valuable. Um, anyone listening to this should really go out and uh, put into practice what you've talked about. Go and sign up at recessionrescue.co. And uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on the call. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.